This is your Chargers linebacker, Dan Henley, and you're tuning in with Chargers Unleashed. Welcome to Chargers Unleashed. Ryan Dyroon and Dan Wilkinson here from the LA Football Network. Ryan filling in for Jake Hefner, who is out on vacation. Ryan, appreciate you hopping on. This episode is brought to you by Bet Online, Aura, Rock Solid Sports Memorabilia, and Athletic Greens. That's the fourth one. There we go. Mm. Uh, but before we go any further, uh, Ryan, how are you, my friend? What's up, my brother? Always good to be on with you. That was a uh... Well done. Not quite as much enthusiasm as Jake does your intro, but you know, hats off to you for filling in. So not bad. Jake is the best. Let me go ahead and try to redo. No, I'm kidding. Um, no, Jake <laughs> is obviously way better at the intros than I am. That's why he does them. Um, I'm going to do my best to just get through them. You know, when you get like uh repetition, so like in church, say Jesus all the time to your wife, you say, I love you all the time. That's like the intro for Jake. It's just repetition. So he just, it's second nature to just say it now. Yes, he says, I love you, and welcome to Charges Unleashed to his wife every time they wake up in the morning. That's it. (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, Fun episode today. Uh, And this one's actually going to kind of look into the future a bit, but I think it kind of uh, parlays how important this season is for a ton of different players who have contracts expiring this year. So we're going to get into this, but there are a ton of implications on this list of players, which this list is rather long, who have a contract expiring 2024. And that's not even counting the players who have outs after 2024 in 2025, mm-hmm. like a Keenan Allen, like a Mike Williams, like a Mike, like a Justin Herbert has his contract whole situation, like Khalil Mack, like all that stuff aside. 2024, expiring contracts galore. We're going to get into that and what it means to this Chargers team and who we see potentially needing to come back. Do the Chargers have the ability to bring him back? We'll talk about all of that in this episode um, but Ryan, before we get into that, let's pay the bills. We got to go over under since you're here. Normally Jake's one answering this, but I'll let you answer this one today. Okay. Uh, over or under. We have about, I'm going to rough number 15 players with expiring contracts this year going into 2024 season over under <laughs> three and a half <laughs> of those guys brought back. Ooh. I glanced at the list quickly, so I haven't dove in, but I I might go under that list, uh, and it's just because, and we'll get this is what the whole episode's about. But you know, we're we're gonna have so much money for just a select few players, so I'm gonna go under. And the best place, my friend Dan, for you to place a bet on over unders is our friends at Bet Online. Head to BetOnline.ag today. Use our promo code Believe. That's B L E A V gets you a fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit that's free money to play with putting 100 bucks you get 50 dollars free to go bet on the padres to lose or the rockies to lose or maybe the dodgers to win whatever you want to do we got the nfl and college football both coming up so a lot of futures bets and all of it's done at betonline.ag promo code believe tell them the gentleman at charters unleashed and la football network sent you wow smooth like the freshly warm butter out of the microwave like that's impressive that was good Look at you with the ad reads. All right, so let's get into this. And I don't know if people will really understand how big this list is of guys. So large for folks watching, for folks watching, I have it shared on the screen. For folks listening, we'll do our best to kind of read this one through. But this list is long, but bear with me. I'm going to read off the players who have contracts expiring this season. Michael Davis, Austin Eckler, Austin Johnson, Kenneth Murray, Gerald Everett, Josh Kelly, Alohi Gilman, Amen Ogbogamiga, 
Easton Stick, Jalen Guyton, Nick Williams, Will Clapp, Keeman Hall, Keelan Doss, and Darius Shepard. That's yeah. a lot. That's a lot. And big names. Mike Davis, Austin Eckler, Austin Johnson, Gerald Everett, Kenneth Murray to some degree, Josh Kelly, Alohi Gilman. All these guys are like big contributors to this team right now. Yeah. Easton Stick. Let's not count on Easton Stick. Yes, I think his days are numbered with Max Duggan behind him, yes. uh, technically. Yes. But um, just looking at that list in totality, names like Michael Davis, Austin Eckler, Austin Johnson, and Gerald Everett, to me, those are probably the four biggest names that have the biggest impact if they are to not resign on this team. Mm-hmm. Have you ever Googled yourself and were shocked to see your personal information exposed on one of those public listing sites? <gasps> Data brokers are making a fortune selling your information to robocallers, spammers, and others who want to learn more about you, like where you live. We've been trying to reach you concerning your car's extended warranty. That's why I'm excited to tell you about today's sponsor, Aura. Aura can identify data brokers exposing your info and submit opt-out requests on your behalf. And brokers everywhere are legally required to remove your info if you ask them to, but they make it super hard to do. So let Aura handle that for you. You could try Aura for up to two weeks using this link that we're going to put up here on the screen. Aura also does so much more to protect you and your family from online threats that you cannot see. So make sure to check out Aura.com backslash Chargers Unleashed to get a 14-day free trial and see if your personal information has been leaked online. So each of these have storylines, which I think is kind of crazy. So let's just start at the top. Mike Davis, three-year, $25 million deal. He's on his contract year now. Uh, was on a recent yep. episode on a podcast talking about how he wants to take more risks, wants to try to get more interceptions on a contract year, bet it on himself. Couple that with the uncertainty of a rehabbing J.C. Jackson. Got Asante Samuel Jr. entering year three. Jazir Taylor on the up and coming. Like, I don't know how the Chargers bring back Michael Davis. I'm just going to simply ask that. How, in what world, Ryan... Is Michael Davis mm-hmm. brought back to this Chargers team in 2024? Yeah, I mean it's it's tough because so much is so much of Michael Davis's future with the Chargers is riding on, as you alluded to, JC Jackson with the Chargers. And if you know if JC all all signs are pointing that he'll be back, which is amazing in training camp. To what degree we'll see, but at some capacity he'll be on the practice field. And it's looking like everything we keep hearing is he could actually be ready by game day. And and get, you know, get some reps in, in live action and game. So if he, if JC Jackson ends up being the JC Jackson that was signed last year, we already know how good Asante Samuel Jr. is. I think his ceiling, he still hasn't even reached that yet. So if you have two peak guys at that time, then it's going to be really hard, no matter what Mike Davis does this year to bring him back. So there's kind of two factors that I look at with that, Dan, is if those two guys play and perform well, Mike Davis can do two things. Either he underperforms and the Chargers can bring him back on the cheap. I don't know if fans would want that or not, but they could bring him back because he underperformed, or he's going to outperform, and he's going to go get paid somewhere else because the Chargers, they'll price himself out here in LA. So really the only way he's back is if either he plays really badly and the Chargers say, well, you're still better than what else we got, or JC Jackson never actually makes it back onto the field and out of necessity they have to bring him back or or whatnot. So it's going to be tough, though. I mean, what do you think? I don't know how he returns. I really don't. Um, which is kind of wild. I think that kind of talks to like the the run it back 
mode like the chargers seem and jake and i talked about this in a previous episode but it seems like these chargers were in a two-year window of like win now mode last year and this year last year didn't work out although there were steps taken last year didn't work out with the contracts of mike williams keenan allen michael davis you got asante samuel jr obviously the impending justin herbert contract you've got so much big money along with jc jackson all spent for this kind of go for it now mode yeah, this seems like the all-in year or the last of the two all-in years, and so it's not just Michael Davis, but like I feel like Michael Davis, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Khalil Mack, Joey Bosa, like all those guys are kind of in that bucket of like Jared Everett too as well, Austin Eckler in that category. All those guys are like this is the year. Like, yeah, you got to put your blinders on past twenty twenty four. Let's just focus on this. But like, well, I like Michael Davis. Yeah, I just too. don't know how the team financially can bring him back when they have Asante Samuel Jr. and J.C. Jackson. Well, and, and let's just and let's just put put this out there just for for data and facts' sake. Like even with all these expiring contracts, as of right now in 2024, the Chargers are 60 million over the cap, so they're going to have to restructure a lot to get just under the cap, and that's not even re-signing anyone. So basically, what you're saying is just you know we'd love Vata to be back and, but it's just, you know, the money, I don't know where the money's going to come from. No, no. And and maybe they, they cut bait with JC Jackson and they dump a bunch of salary cap, but like that doesn't make sense financially. I don't think to do. So I don't even think that's really an option without some serious loss of money. Um, So Michael Davis, the chargers aren't the chargers aren't the Rams where they'll just eat 90 million in dead cap. Like the chargers don't do that. They're always one of the lowest dead cap teams in the league. I don't, I don't see that changing. Nope. And so that brings into fold, like just roster construction, right? Like we're already talking about the chargers potentially needing to bring in another corner for this year to help mm-hmm. with, you know, maybe that's a Bryce Callahan, or maybe it's another free agent. Um, but you know, after those three corners we talked about, you've got guys like, you know, Dean Leonard, you've got guys like some of the Taewon Mullins of the world, like UDFAs, like that's who you're having to rely on. If you're not going out and getting a free agent, and that's with Michael Davis. So that's what makes, you know, Brandon Staley talked about how important it is to you know draft DBs every year. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why this is important. So another one, this is not meant to be like a doomsday for Chargers fans after this <laughs> year, but it's just like a holy crap, this is the all in year. And next year's draft class is going to be important as the underbelly of the team. Yeah. Austin Eckler obviously has been talked about at nauseum with that contract situation. We don't have to belabor that, but... It's just a couple Eckler and Josh Kelly in that. Those two guys yep. are out of contract after this year. And the only one on the roster would be a one Isaiah Spiller at your running yeah. back position. Now, realistically, Austin, I, I got I don't know what happens with Josh Kelly. I don't know. He this is a big year for him, but it's also a big year for Isaiah Spiller. <laughs> This is a big year for Austin Eckler as, on a contract year, but it's also a big year for every other running back in a contract year because the running back situation is kind of weird. Of those two, who's the more likely to return? Of those, I mean, unless Josh Kelly blows up this year, Josh Kelly, I, th- I think, will be back on just like a vet minimum after that. You know, going into, it'll be his, what, fifth season going into or fourth season. Um, Eckler, I, I hate saying this because I love Eckler, but outside of him, like, 
absolutely wanting nothing more than to play his career as a charger. I see, I'd be shocked if he's back after this contract, which there's no signs that point to that considering yeah. how this whole off season negotiation program went. Like there was never like, I want to be a charger for life. I don't think yeah. I heard that once. No. And then here's the reality. Like I've talked a lot. And again, I mean, I mean, no disrespect, love Austin. We've met Austin Eckler. I love what he brings his team. So, but if Great we're just dude. talking dollars and business, the running back market is just terrible, unfortunately. And even if he goes out after this year wanting more money, he may not get more than $4 million a season. Even at $4 million, the Chargers can't give him that. So it would be even less than that if he wants to stay. So I would be apt. I mean, the Chargers are basically, we would, hey, we'd love to have you back, but will you play for a million bucks, 1.5? Like, I, I it, it'd have to be like a cush, like Morgan Fox deal for yeah. them to bring him back. And even that, I don't know how they're going to do it. Um, yeah. It, it's unfortunate. And I think that kind of points to a lot of people were talking about Bijan Robinson being a possibility this year on the draft. A couple running backs yeah. were talked about in earlier rounds and later rounds. Charge didn't go that direction. Uh, we don't know what we're looking at with Isaiah Spiller. He basically got nothing last year in terms of opportunities. So yeah. this is kind of a prove-it year for the entire running back squad on this team. Oh, yeah. But that's a lot of question marks. Like, if you were to tell me right now that going into next season... The only person that we have to trust on this team is Isaiah Spiller, who we know nothing about in the NFL. It's a little <laughs> scary, if you ask me. Just saying. Uh, next kind of tier I think I have is Austin Johnson, Gerald Everett, Alohi Gilman, Jalen Guyton. Those are probably the next tier of, I guess, contributors to this team. Gerald Everett probably at the top of that. That position, again, we just missed out on what was arguably the best tight end class in decades. Chargers mm -hmm. didn't go tight end. They got Donald Parham that he signed to a one-year deal. Like, I don't know what it's going to look like without Donald Parham, without Gerald Everett. I'm not sure. Like, the chances of Parham being back, probably better than Everett for sure. <laughs> but I don't know. I don't see a chance Everett comes back either, especially on this contract. Yeah, I, I mean, the big, at least at, if we're talking strictly tight end, the big uh, big factor, non-denominator, we're going to call it here, is, is Kellen Moore and what we've been able to see him do with lesser big-name tight ends over his career with you know with Dallas and, and turning guys like Schwartz into big-time contributors coming out of nowhere. Um, Michael Aziki, who they signed as an undrafted free agent, I don't know if you and Jake have talked about it a lot, but I freaking love Michael Aziki. I think he's going to surprise a lot of people out of UCLA and hopefully be that tight end incumbent that I think could actually have an impact this season as a UDFA rookie. And then can be that guy that, Hey, when the money's tight in 24 and they can't afford to bring Everett or, or par him back, he can kind of step into that hopefully starting role. Cause he really came on strong for UCLA, you know, last year. And he's a true tight end that can do it all. He can block, he can catch. He's a good route runner, has a good catch radius. So I think that's what the Chargers are hoping. Obviously, that's a big hope because they didn't draft him. They signed him as an undrafted free agent. So he kind of fell into their lap, but it, in terms of tight end, they're definitely putting all their chips on Kellen Moore to work with, work with little to make it a lot. If that makes sense. It does. And I, I will say I may have uh, made a little bit of a boo-boo, which is totally fine, but I have, there's more to this list that are going to be free agents this year. Mm. Um, so Ooh, boo. This, this is live television, folks. Uh, let me see if I can do this. Let's see how this works. Stop screen, share screen, present. 
Window, Bam. These are the other guys that are going to be free agents after this year. Larry Roundtree, Cameron ah, yes. Dicker, Ty Shelby, Tyreek Maddox-Williams, Foster Sorrell, Chris Hitton, Raheem Lane. Like all these guys. Yeah. You know, you're a fellow LAFBer. You cover the Rams a lot. They have like, what, the, one of the largest number of rookies in the league on their roster right now? Like Chargers may have to become that because of their roster situation. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. I mean, you got to think of this bottom if we before we jump back up to the top out of this remaining what is this seven you got to think only probably cam dicker is someone they're going to try to try to retain and that we don't even know because you don't know what's going to happen with between him and dustin hopkins and i think daniel popper alluded to the fact that he thinks that dustin hopkins is going to win that job yeah i mean i don't know i don't know so this is a this is wild this is wild so tight end jail everett out of contract this after this year. Can he come back? I don't know. <laughs> um, after that, what are your thoughts? I mean, Austin Johnson comes to mind. Do you see him able to come back? You don't really, I haven't seen much from him because he got hurt early on. Yeah, I, I like Johnson, but I think the Chargers have done a really good job at at adding a ton of depth at the defensive line. I know that's been a a point of emphasis and also a point of contention just because they haven't necessarily seen the results and there has been injuries, but they've, they've done a great job of adding depth, you know, OT, uh, Abonia, who I know got injured last year, but he'll be back hopefully healthy. Um, you know, Gerard, Gerard Clark, who I think both you and I loved as a um, UDFA that they were able to sneak in there. Um, and so I think that's one position that they just won't spend on and Scott Matlock and, and whatnot. So I, I would be pretty surprised if Austin Johnson is brought back just surely based on numbers. He'll just be kind of the odd man out. And if they can't, if they don't have to spend at that position because of the the young depth, then why would they? Oh man. So that's, I mean, you look at guys like Hunter Campmoyer, like those guys that are now like potentially going to have to be thrust into big roles. If these guys are gone, uh, Alohi Gilman has become kind of a crowd favorite. And mm-hmm. Derwin James has talked about him and kind of the reliability that he has and his presence and all that. Um, I don't even know what his market would be. Like he, yeah. he kind of has, he kind of has like a, I don't want to say poor man's. He has kind of a Eric Weddle vibe, but less so in terms of kind of the ceiling. I don't know what his market would look like. So like I could see him potentially returning, but then you look at the roster construction, you got JT Woods, that you're hoping to see something from like you've got secondary guys, Mark Webb, you've heard nothing about yep. like Derwin James needs help next to him. Although he Gilman right now is the best option. John Johnson's still out there in free agency. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is a huge, huge season for Mark Webb and, and JT Woods, even though they won't be slotted as the starters, but just to kind of prove if they can take over, uh, if they decide, because I, mean, I don't think Alohi Gilman, again, we'll see how the season goes. Uh, this is so much projecting uh, a full year out, but I don't think he'll have, and we just see safeties in general after this season, haven't had is a huge now? market. Yeah. yeah ha- haven't had a huge market, but I mean, again, the Chargers are going to restructure some stuff, but the Chargers may have no market. So little market is different than no market. And right now they, they really have nothing that they can offer at this point. Yeah. Um, the underbelly of the receiving core is interesting after this coming year ends because Darius Shepard, Keelan Doss, gone. Jalen Guyton, I shouldn't say gone, but expiring contracts. Jalen Guyton, expiring contract. 
You have Josh Palmer that will probably be entering his final year. Then you've got Keenan Allen, Mike Williams. One of those guys, presumably, is not going to be on the team next year. Quentin Johnson, Darius Davis are now on the team. Like This wide receiver room is going to look very different <laughs> in totality after this year ends, uh, which yeah. I don't necessarily know if it's necessarily a bad thing, but like Chargers fans, be prepared. <laughs> yeah. I mean, when you when you take two receivers with two of your first four picks or five picks, um, the writing's kind of on the wall that you're you're prepping for that to be your future in that room. Because um, otherwise, why would you do that? I know, obviously, they fill great voids right now with the speed of Darius Davis and obviously the size and versatility of of Quentin Johnson. But you're you're kind of putting the writing on the wall that hey, we see we we know a future without either Allen or Williams or both is is coming. Just matter of it's next year or two years, but we've prepared by drafting two guys, adding two more in as an undrafted free agent. So I would be, I, I wouldn't think Mike would be gone next year. Um, unless, I mean, obviously they're both under contract, but uh, I haven't looked at what Keenan's dead money would be if they would move on, but he would be, I think definitely like a 30 likely, something, isn't it? Uh, yeah, we, we can look here. Um, I thought I remember this year it's, it's a huge number and the next year it drops to zero. I could be wrong on that. Let me double check. Because um, if he's got zero, so in 2024, yeah, zero guaranteed money. Uh, his dead money would be 11 million. Okay. So and then the 24, it's, yeah. And then 20, yeah, yeah. That's the end of his contract. So so no guarantee, but it does have some dead money. So this is the, so the crazy part about this is like looking at, like, I don't know. I don't know how important it will be some of these guys as long as the team stays healthy. So, like, I thought we kind of put this in this next tier of guys. It's kind of like the underbelly, borderline practice squad slash bottom of the roster players. Not sure. Um, but, like, you mentioned, like, the interdefensive line. Austin Johnson is up there. We've got Nick Williams, who they just signed. We've got Christopher Hitton, who's still on the team. Like, those three guys are all potentially going to be gone this year. Now again, they got guys got Scott Matlock, they got Gerard Clark, they've still got SJD, like they've they've got dudes. Morgan Fox is still there too. But you can, kind of, yeah. you can kind of see why you know everyone talks about it nauseum, but like you kind of have to draft well if you want to have a sustainable team. And the Chargers, generally speaking, have drafted pretty darn well at the earlier rounds. It's the later yep. rounds that I think that they have to hit on more. So you see teams like the Eagles, you see teams like the Chiefs nail those picks for the most part. I mean, the Chiefs had a seventh round running back go off this year. So uh, something to look for. Um, and then this isn't even talking about, Ryan, this isn't even talking about like the year afterwards. Like the the names on that list is just insane. Like Khalil Mack, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Justin Herbert, SJD, Eric Kendricks, Morgan Fox, Asante Samuel Jr., Josh Palmer, Chris Rumpf, J.K. Scott, Brendan Hymas, Nick Neiman, Andrew Schrainer, Stone Smart. Like, whew. Yeah. What's nice. A lot of question marks. The one, I guess, um, positive reinforcement, so it's not, like you said, all doom and gloom, is based on right now, so obviously this is, as the roster sits without re-signing anyone, moving any money. But in 25, so when you have all those names, as of right now, the Chargers have $134 million in cap space. So there's two things they could do with that. Either they let this list basically all kind of expire, 
they get under the cap next year and it's kind of a a young roster based on draft picks saving everything for those big names or it allows them flexibility in restructures to retain a lot of these guys in 24 because they can move a lot of their cap to the 25 season because they have so much so they do have some flexibility in 25 and 26 it just depends how creative they get we haven't seen telesco do that very often we did see it this past season finally we saw some uh restructures this past off season usually we don't see that it's not like less seen the rams yeah yeah we saw a lot typically you know we see the rams do you know 100 million restructures every single off season and the chargers are between zero and 20 this year the chargers look like the rams so uh they do have some flexibility after this coming off season where they can move some money around. So we'll see if they do that. So I guess like looking at this big picture. So I would imagine like the chargers have to look for a running back in next year's draft with yep. Eckler, Kelly round three, all presumably not on this team or at least possible large possibility. Yep. Um, you would imagine they're definitely going to go corner. Because Keeman Hall, Michael Davis, don't know what's going on with J.C. Jackson. Like, those guys are all gone. Uh, they would ima- I would imagine they probably have to go safety with question marks, Lohi Gilman. It's already a thin group as it is. Um, tight end, I think you have to. There's no way yeah. they don't get a tight end. I, I say no way, but who knows? <laughs> Maybe there's free agents or whatever. But it makes for a very interesting kind of as the season prolongs, as we get towards the end of the season, like that anxiety starts to go up about like the importance of the draft. And Jake is going to get all excited because he gets to go into draft mode. Um, but yeah, the names at the top, I think are just household names on this team that you've seen for so long that you've kind of like grew up looking to root for since they've been on the team. Like Michael Davis, household name now. Like folks love him on a second contract. Austin Eckler, mm-hmm. undrafted free agent. Both those guys, undrafted free agents and are making bank and are doing well for this team. They've improved consistently. Like it's going to be a weird world when those two plus one of, or two of Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, Khalil Mack, Joey Bosa aren't on this team. Yeah. But like I'm, it's coming. Yeah. I mean, sorry to cut you off, but you, you sadly, you know, Chargers fan, and this is a better place to, to be than other teams. But when you have a quarterback, a top five quarterback like Justin Herbert, who's going to command 50 million a year, you kind of have to accept that you're going to have Herbert and maybe one other premier guy that you can call your own for an entire career. Outside of that, it's going to be plug and play rookies. It's going to be late uh, um, veteran, low dollar um, contracts. And gone are the days of you having six, seven, eight guys that are play for the Chargers their entire career. Because when you're a quarterback, commands 20% to 30% of the entire cap. You can't have Herbert, Bosa, Mack, Allen, Williams all on the same team anymore, except for maybe one year, which is what they're doing this year. So it's kind of the reality of the NFL. Now you look at the, look at the chiefs. I mean, they're the gold standard and outside of, of Kelsey, Chris Jones and Mahomes, they basically fluctuated their roster up and down all over the place, adding new names every single year. So that's kind of the, the way the NFL is going to go from now on, unless unless a quarterback decides, you know what, I don't need to be the highest paid. I'll just be mid-tier like Brady did for so many years, and that's why they were able to keep those Patriot teams together. But I don't see any quarterback doing that anytime soon. So we'll see. Probably not. Um, this The wild part, as you were kind of going through, I was just curious how different the numbers look in these contracts this year to next year. 
So looking at 2023 numbers, Ryan, so cap hit, so top cap hit numbers for some of these guys, JC Jackson, 17 million, Khalil Mack, 16 million, Joey Bosa, 15, Mike Williams, 13, Corey Lindsley, 13, Keenan Allen, 12. And surprisingly, Austin Johnson is up there with uh, mm-hmm. 9.5 million. Okay. Listen to these numbers in 2024. <laughs> Khalil Mack, 38 million. Joey Bosa, 36 million. Keenan Allen, 34 million. Mike Williams, 32 million. Yep. Derwin James, 19 million. JC Jackson, 19 million. Corey Lindsley, 14 million. SJD, 10 million. That's not going to stay. It nope. just can't. Now, you, you, I think there is some middle ground where with these contracts, you know, look at the Chiefs, for example. Like, they have Chris Jones. They had Frank Clark. They have Travis Kelsey. They have Mahomes, obviously. Like, you can keep, you could retain some top talent, but mm-hmm. like, it's either going to be the top talent or it's going to be those rookie contracts, vet minimum type deals. Like, there isn't that underbelly they're going to be able to get away with. So, like, the SJD contracts, you're not going to be able to get the Austin Johnson, the Gerald Everett's, those type of contracts, like the, whatever, three years, 25 million or so, you're not going to see those. So that's a lot of money. It's crazy, the stark contrast of this year versus next, which points to, again, the importance of that two-year window, last year and this year. And, you know, people talk about, like, it being an all-in year. Like, this is an all-in two years. And after these two years, you know, technically... You can be all in, but financially, it's going to look very different. Like you're not going to be able to spread the wealth when 50 million plus is going to be going to your quarterback. It's just simple math. Now, salary cap goes up. In theory, you should be able to get some guys, but everyone's going to get more money. Everyone wants it. Um, yeah. So crazy. All these money figures are just bananas when you think about how much money we're talking about here. Some of these guys, like $38 million salary cap hit. Like that's crazy. Um, but. It's the NFL. NFL is big money, and that's why they pay the Tom Telescos of the world the money they do is because they have to figure all this stuff out. Um, anything else we wanted to kind of talk about with the cap hit impact and what that means for the seasons moving forward? Yeah, I one just last thing I'll double click on that is you know there's there's ways to to get creative with it obviously, um, but at, at some point you know the bill is going to come due and you're going to you know, you're going to have to, like we've been talking about the whole time, you have to just draft really well. Like you look at the Chiefs who we've been talking about. If you look at them this year, they got Mahomes as a 40 million cap hit. Chris Jones is a 29 million. Thune is a 23 million. And then Kelsey's only 14, Reed's 12, and the rest are all below 10. So they got there basically go. five players in double digits. The rest are all below double digits. So, um, and they're, they're like seventh highest paid players, Harrison Bucker, their kicker. So it's... <laughs> They drafted well. They have good rookies. They they seize the opportunity on that window of the last year. I think they're still going to be a good team. Do I think they're going to be a, in my opinion, a dynasty? Unless Mahomes, as weird as it sounds, does some sort of pay cut in some way. I don't see it just because you you don't get lucky every year that your rookies play to that that level. Um, but for those out there, just I just I basically am saying that because for those saying like, well, look at the Chiefs, they have all these stars. We'll just go look at their their numbers. They don't have ten players in. 
20 plus million cap hits. They have two and all the rest. And look at the guys they had to get rid of too. Like Honey Badger isn't there anymore. Yeah. The interior defensive line is some of them aren't there anymore. Yeah. Like look at Ivory Kill's not there anymore. Year 24. We were just talking about the, the Chargers cap hits with, with Keenan and all these guys at 38 million. 30, you look at the, they got Pat Mahomes at 46 million, which is going to be the standard for star QBs. Thune at 22. Everyone else is 15 and under. So it's, uh, it's, or they got Juwan Taylor at 24, excuse me. Um, but after that, everyone is 15 and under with after five guys, it's all eight and under. So it's, it's, it's a crazy window, but you got to hit on your drafts. You got to be smart in how you restructure. And you just got to hope your out of world quarterback can carry the rest. And so that's what we, I hammer that home a lot. Herbert's there. He's top five, top, top eight. But for him to get top three, he's going to have to shoulder that load. I know people are saying like, well, he did that last year. And yes, he did. But he's going to have to do it his entire career because that's just the way the NFL goes. If you're making $50 million, you got to shoulder the load because guess what? There's only going to be three other guys in your team making close to you. The rest are all going to be single-digit rookies that are hungry to play. And, you gotta and, in, and in reality, in reality, as a quarterback, you're not going to have three other players making as much as you. Like you're going to make double the rest of the other guys. Yep. <laughs> yep. Uh, exactly. So, um, so... Look, draft season is year-round. For the Chargers, though, it literally is. And I think you're going to see a lot of people start looking at draft stuff earlier than usual these next few years because of the situation they're in. Again, not a bad situation, but it's kind of the new world of this team with the quarterback on a expiring rookie contract. Um, yeah. Ryan, I appreciate last, you coming on, man. Oh, go ahead. Last, Sorry, last thing I'll say, just because I think it's a good point. Um and I don't want to keep talking about the Rams, but I think they're a good comparison since we cover both. A lot of people will say, well, look at the Rams always were able to, you know, sign big names and and do this and that. When you look at the way the Rams did things outside of all the crazy restructures and obviously their bill came due. And that's what we saw this last offseason with them shedding everybody. <laughs> but one thing everyone doesn't think about is the whole not having a first round pick for the last like 10 years. You know how much money you save not paying a first round pick? Like, First round pick automatically is making a quadruple what the rest of your draft. Like they can, sure, they can have yeah. the Rams have had for the last like five years, entire draft classes that make the equivalent of one first round pick. So that's something too, that maybe the chargers have to get mm. creative with that and say, Hey, we're going to trade our first round pick trade back. We'll have more picks to fill roster spots. Just don't make it a third less. round. Don't make it a third round pick. <laughs> chargers fans are mortified whenever the third round comes. Yes, it's a scary, scary place. So anyway, interesting though. That. No, that's an interesting point. I'd actually never thought about that. Oh, but can you imagine the Chargers fans having to like watch first round picks go away and having <laughs> just watch all the late round picks? Now people talk about like the idea of oh, I'd love to trade back. Yeah, but you're also gonna be sitting there just cringing the whole first and second round. Like, that's a lot of people that go away. It's a lot less fun. A lot less fun, that's for sure. <laughs> More stressful, that's for sure. Uh, Ryan, appreciate you, man. Thanks for coming on. Uh, what are you up to these days? Thank you always. Same as you. We're just out here grinding. Just out here covering LA football, having fun. Can't wait for the season. We're, what, a month from training camp? So can't wait to be with you in Costa Mesa, I'm sure, and and all over the place. So can't wait. Big college season. USC and UCLA are both going to be great this year. So, yeah, just staying busy. Staying busy. You're going to watch your Rockies like just plummet. I'm going to continue watching the Padres just disappoint. I was there this past weekend, and it was just sad. It was so sad. Yeah. Um, but I'm sure Dodgers fans are pumped because NL West is looking like it's theirs, the Giants at this point. Um, although, the weirdly, like Diamondbacks are crushing it. Yeah. Do you think it lasts? Of course, my, my buddy bet uh, 
had to, he went to betonline.ag and he put a um, preseason bet on the Diamondbacks to win the World Series, and he's looking pretty good right now. That's what was the payoff on that if he wins? Yeah. I can't even imagine. Uh, it was it was pretty big. Yeah, I think you put like a hundred <laughs> bucks down, and it was it was for sure uh, uh, quite a few thousand. So yes, that must be nice. All right, well, and he already um, already he already won his Nuggets Nuggets bet. He bet the Nuggets to win the championship. So um, the guy's on a heater. Dang. Okay. He and Stan Kroenke are living large right now. Yeah. Um, cool. Well, hey, for uh, for Ryan Dyrid, you can find him at Ryan Dyrid LAFB. Uh, myself at Dan W Sports. Again, huge shout out to Ryan for coming in and hopping on, taking over for Jake while he's out on vacation. Jake will be back soon. Um, thank you so much, guys and gals, for tuning in Chargers Unleashed. We'll talk to you next time.